Gadget season is upon us and that just makes me happy. We do this job for a whole lot of reasons, but one of them is genuine love of an unopened box, fresh protective film on a screen, and a quiet evening installing day one updates, apps, and well, syncing a lot of data. Sadly, I'm not being the slightest bit sarcastic here. So when Samsung had their foldable watch, tablet, car washing machine, I'm kidding, unpacked event a few weeks ago, I knew that several such nights of new device goodness were in my future. Have I mentioned I love this job? Now that we've had a few short days of being hands-on with them though, we couldn't help but hop back on the mics and take a first impressions walk through what's changed this year and possibly just as importantly, what hasn't changed. You'd be forgiven for seeing the vast majority of these releases as strictly iterative because, well, that's exactly what they are. But beneath the surface, and in a few cases right on it, there are some intentional and dare I say meaningful developments that may just entice you to trade in and trade up, yours truly included, or even be the final missing piece to attract a first time user. Okay, let's dive in. As soon as I get this battery charged and really no charger included, Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's Solid State Podcast. I'm your host, John Joyce. I'm Eric Sargent. And I'm Cody Siscano. And we are here. It is, I, I guess, Christmas in August. Um, <laughs> at, at least that's what it looked like when I arrived home not too long ago, and I had to sift through the boxes all labeled Samsung to get in my front door. Um, so maybe it's a time difference thing. I don't know. But Samsung definitely drop shipped us the world. Um, all of it. Which, which we promised back just a couple short weeks ago in our um, breakdown of their fall, late summer, whatever time of year we determined it was, um, Galaxy Unpacked event for foldables. And well, I guess foldables plus some other stuff. It was a it was a packed event, unpacked event. Anyway, <laughs> we're, we're, we're not going to you know rerun down an entire event that we already talked about. Instead, we're actually going to talk about now the devices that came out of that event and see were we how far off were we you know we, we made some as always we review these events from afar and there's typically a delay in us getting the devices and in this case we now have the devices and let's let's see how much reality compares to the supposition that makes sense to uh to you guys yeah sounds good oh i'm ready let's unpack well, this let's unpack this well, to do a, it now i'm done okay <laughs> you know you are not but anyway um lies and deception um anyway i figure we'll go literally smallest to largest because you'll understand why in a very meaningful way as we start to move uh move your arms are gonna devices. get tired yeah that's right and i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna do my dang this to, to describe in a vocal only medium um devices things i'll actually be holding up to camera for you guys but others will not so um throw something at me through that camera if you if you hear me describing with my hands and not with my voice because that's what we're gonna need to be doing for the next 45 minutes or so so um for uh first up we we know from the event samsung uh announced a new line of galaxy watch devices their smart watch line where things get a little bit more confusing is not that long ago they announced the Galaxy 5 watch line, and there is a direct iterative upgrade from the Galaxy Watch 5 to the Galaxy Watch 6. That's just the baseline watch, the thing you buy if you want to put basic notifications on your watch in a you know pretty premium container with not a lot of frills. That did get an iterative upgrade and change. Um, but you also remember at the, at the 5 event, they released the Galaxy Watch 5 Pro that was for workout you know it, it was for like workout enthusiasts yeah. and hikers and sport bikers and, and it, it, it was a sport focus it was yeah. the um, mm -hmm. titanium chassis much you know much harder glass um much longer battery life neither of these watches are that because there was the basics that was released but then the one that was actually more meaningful to me being selfish for a moment was the release of the galaxy watch 6 classic um, those that have been with us long enough remember our breakdown of the Galaxy Watch 4 Classic, of which there was no 5. They skipped right over the 5. They, they left the Watch 4 Classic in place for those that, yeah. two years. Yeah, for almost two years. Um, and I get why. It's 
at first glance, it's very easy to think, for example, the 5 Pro was a replacement for the 4 Classic, and that the 6 Classic would then be a replacement for the 5 Pro. And that's not the case at all. They were always meant to run parallel tracks for some very clear reasons. You can use either, for example, for fitness, but the Classic watch line is not a bespoke, hardcore fitness device. It has heart rate tracking and steps and temperature and all the things that you would need to do. The 90% of you out there are going to be able to accomplish your health goals using the metrics and the measures that are coming out of this watch. But it's not going to have the all weekend battery life. It's not going to have the titanium chassis that can literally, you know, you know, handle getting beat up against a rock face if you're doing rock climbing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or just bumped up against a bench if you're in the gym, like that kind of stuff. It is a more fragile device because it is much closer to a watch than a hardcore fitness device. Mm-hmm. It just has a lot of those fitness capabilities in it. Um, but for me. And this is going to sound so silly and so pedantic. The main thing that this watch brings back to the table that I missed so much in the year, not even year that I've had the the watch five pro is that when I spin the bezel, it actually (laughs) moves. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and, And going back to our earlier review of the four and then the five pro after I'm sorry, the four classic that, that ability, A, I've said before, I love circular smartwatches. I oh, wish Apple made out, right? a, I, I've been a, we're not going to rehash this entirely, but I've been a watch person my entire life. I like round watches because when I think of a round thing, I think of a watch and when I think right. of something that I wear. And so this is a really, really great display, very much, much thinner bezel than the one that, that replaced it. The screen is just, the, the actual footprint of the watch is almost identical to the 4 Classic, but the screen feels meaningfully bigger because they've cut the bezel down so much, which is awesome. But the big thing they, I guess, retained slash brought back because we didn't, there was no device in the five family of watches that you could do this where you have that tactile spinnable bezel to do navigation with. And it just feels so natural to navigate your watch by spinning that bezel around the screen. And they tried to bring it back with like haptics and rumble feedback and things like that on the fives and even the the, the, the lower and fours. And, and, and the basic six has that, that touch bezel for navigation. It's, it's not just difficult it's almost impossible it jumps around it's a it's a very small surface especially if you have a finger of any you know large size it is a small surface to try and spin around and navigate through versus reaching around grabbing that bezel and just twisting to the left and the right actually moving it yeah moving it yep it's and it's actually something very important that i've brought up before i don't need to be looking at the watch Mm -hmm. you you know what i mean like right once and I'm not talking about like I made a joke in the, in our you know event episode about how I could just about reach into my pocket and, twi- and that was a joke. Like I can't really – you got to be able to see the screen. Mm-hmm. But once you lay out the watch – not the watch faces, but as you navigate through, there's like the apps come through as faces of the watch. Once you get that order, Cody, you said it exactly down to muscle memory. As I'm raising my arm and, and reaching for the bezel, if I know my text message notifi- notifications are three clicks to the left, it's funny how quickly that muscle memory kicks in and you're already doing the motion of clicking it three thing three clicks to the left if you know where you want to end up as your text message. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's just there is a very clear connection between that physical tactile feedback of working with the device and the speed and ease at which I feel like I can use it. It it just seems like the most basic of things, but it's so pleasant to use. Does it does it click hardware wise, or does it click like software noise like no, at all? There, when you're this device is off, and here I am, you know, trying to show with a vocal medium. But I, it is off, off. I haven't even charged it today, so it's actually dead. Um, battery life not the best. It, it's fine. It's fine. It's just yeah. when you've been using a five Pro, it is noticeably less. But it's not meant to be as good as a five Pro. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it is, it is a physical click. So if you've ever yeah, picked up cool. just like a fossil watch or something like that mm-hmm. with those with those twistable bezels, it's that it feels like a watch. It is that yeah. same click that you're used to feeling when moving a watch bezel around. That's really. Yeah, I feel cool. like when they're not circular, like you could always tell immediately. Oh, that's a smart watch on somebody's watch, right? Yes. Like, 
you, you know, can, that, you know, that one looked good. I saw it for a second there. You, you can clock it from across the room, pun very yeah. much intended, that it's a smartwatch. <laughs> and, and this one too, I mean, the screen's either going to be dark or you're going to be always on display. Like no one has yet made the meaningful smartwatch that you'd be like, is that a smartwatch or a real watch? Mm-hmm. But it's just, there are just certain social scenarios I would so much rather wear this that looks 90% closer to being a real watch than even putting my on paper, much nicer, more expensive Apple Watch Ultra on. I would rather wear this in a lot of scenarios because it looks like it, it looks like a it's piece a traditional of looking watch. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it looks I mean, like a piece of jewelry. Yeah, it feels like that is one of the things for me anyway. What you describe with the physical bezel is kind of one of the things that the Apple Watch is missing. They try to do it with the digital crown. It just right. doesn't. Yep. The navigation with a digital crown is it's fine. But like I don't use it. I'm I'm yeah. scrolling around with my finger on the actual device and everything instead. And it's yep. I don't know. It's it's just not the same kind of uh, experience. It seems like that would be a, a good way to go. But they'd have to make a round watch first. So they would have to make a round. I'm sure watch they will first. at some point. Oh, they will. Yeah, they definitely will. It's just you know they're gonna wait until they can pretend <laughs> it's new again <laughs> until everyone else did it. Samsung and Apple cannot help but throw shade at each other for years and then just do the thing. I mean that oh, both yeah. of them. They oh, yeah. both do it. <laughs> yep. So it's just it's just it's just what they do. So, um, yeah. The the other the takeaway just last we're not spending a ton of time on the watch. I will say you know P.S. By the way, Eric and I are talking about this. It's an incredible value for what you get. Mm-hmm. You know, at at four hundred dollars, you're getting stainless steel. You're getting, yeah. um, you know, really, really tough glass. You know, a lot of um, band options. You get in a very, very large display. Like it's, you get a lot of watch for four hundred dollars. So yeah. you're um, spending three hundred dollars more in the Apple infrastructure to get stainless steel. That's true. Yep. So by itself, um, but but this again, I guess I shouldn't even label this as a but because it's just as true of an Apple Watch. There is no mechanism by which you can use this watch with an iPhone. So you must have Android. Yeah. But then on top of that, to really get that full experience, I'll just tell you out of the gate, you're going to want to have a Samsung phone. Could Can you install the Samsung Wear app and pair this to a Pixel? Absolutely. But you're not going to get it. I've been, I've been spending a lot of time, especially you know, getting hands on with these devices, thinking about the Samsung ecosystem. And what's funny is I'm spending less and less time thinking about Google and the Android ecosystem, even though that's obviously present, like Android is here throughout all this stuff. It's the, but the Samsunginess of it <laughs> is, is what has stitched it all together in a way that Google just simply has yet to pull off on their own platform. And it's just, it's very so interesting to talk about that. They haven't done that yet, but yeah. yeah. But then again, Samsung is out there making Google a truckload of money by doing that. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. you know, what's good for the goose, right? So, <laughs> oh, so that's really, that's not it on the watch six, but I don't want to spend a ton of time on it because I will say even today, these are relatively niche devices, especially the classic. Most people that are buying Samsung watches are either buying the truly entry grade one because they're, tr- they're genuinely cheap, have 90% of the features and, you know, you're just probably not. But if you are a watch person that either has just never jumped into smartwatches or not happy with the one you have and just really miss more of a watch-like experience or just want to have a good option, like for me, I I'll, I'll, I will die on that hill. I'm so far in on that Apple ecosystem that we've all mm-hmm. talked so many times. Five to six days out of seven, I'm wearing that Apple Watch Ultra because it's where my health data lives. It's where my work notifications are set. It's especially on a weekday. I mean, really, that's the big one. My work life has been kind of stood up around my iOS life. Mm-hmm. But it's so funny on the weekend, more often than not, I really do enjoy just like taking off the uniform and switching and like yeah. going all in on my Samsung infrastructure, right. uh, my Samsung ecosystem. So it's a lot of, if it's something you enjoy having fun with, it's a fun option. And again, especially if you've got a last couple years, even two or three years old Samsung device laying around a common theme we're going to pick up on too is the trade-ins continue. Samsung wants you to be buying their new devices. Oh, There's yeah. just, that's that that's the through line this is it's not the pandemic anymore it's not that they are just desperate to get the precious metals not that they aren't reusing but it's like during the pandemic trading values were so high because they wanted that silicon they wanted the chips they they needed the things to turn around and make more things because of supply chains this is just samsung it does have a 
profits problem. I mean, their, their financials have not looked great in the last year and 18 months. Um, they want to be posting sales numbers and they're fueling that impartial buy. As I mentioned, I think the exact watch that I purchased was right around $450 retail. It arrived at my door for under 200 by trading in yeah. an over year old watch. Right. So, okay. So, so we have that going for us. Yeah, it's definitely nice they take uh, those trade-ins. I mean, yeah, I know we've mentioned it, but yeah, that's that's really it, good. It makes it genuinely more accessible in a lot yeah. of cases. Like if you, in my case, several years ago, I kind of like bit that Samsung bullet, went all in on the ecosystem on, on that side of the house. But then every time they've refreshed, I've been able to just box up, send them back whatever I bought and paid for the first go round, and what arrives to replace it is more often than not more at or more than fifty percent off. Yeah, that's awesome. So, so if I started with both the smallest device, but also probably the smallest bit of news, again, it's a smartwatch. If right. you know, you know, right? Like if you're a smartwatch person, you've already yeah. followed this device. If you're not a smartwatch person, you could care less. It's just, mm -hmm. it's not a captivating device for as many people. I will say the next device is the next smallest, but it is also the biggest upgrade. And I think based on what I've been seeing, the one that people are talking about. Mm -hmm. And, um, that is very much this, this Z flip five, which ironically, Cody, I know we were just talking about yours and my Z flip fours recently, mm -hmm. mostly because of your screen experience that we're <laughs> yes. not going to rehash in entirety, yeah. but you notice the Samsung you you're, I wouldn't say you broke cause you didn't do anything wrong. You used your phone and the right. display broke mm -hmm. and they made it right very oh, totally. quickly. In fact, yeah, so that yeah, was, absolutely. That was a great experience. So, um, so this is the Z flip five guy has to slow down every time um <laughs> at first blush it is going to look a heck of a lot like the one it replaced but there are some tangible meaningful differences um first and foremost without ever having to open it that cover display is massive yeah it's huge compared, yeah. compared to the one it replaces multiple times larger it is, it is nearly the entire outer face of the top half of the phone um and it's useful ish um, and we're going to, we're going to get to that ish here in a second. Now coming directly from the four to the five, the four Cody, you know, this as well. The, 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 the cover on the four was for, if your device was sitting on the right, if your device was sitting on the table and it rumbled, you could glance down and see what made it rumble without picking up or opening the phone. Like really, mm -hmm. even, it was sometimes so small. I couldn't even read the text message yeah. or the email, but I could at least see the, truly the icon. I could see. Okay, that's Outlook. It was an email mm -hmm. that came in. Oh, it was it was you know uh, Slack or Teams or whatever, like whatever notification thing sent right. me. I could see what that was. And nine times out of ten, that was enough information to tell me if I needed to stop what I was doing, pick up and open the phone. Yeah. Um. Occasionally, I could then swipe over those notifications and do something ish with them, or to get more context. Kind of but, reply. <laughs> yeah. right. At that point, though, you've picked up the phone, open yeah. it. Mm -hmm. Like just there, there was very few interactions that were worthy. I would, I did, I would occasionally use like the timer just from the outside because I had some pre-programmed timers. I could quickly like tap off. I think I had one, two, and five minutes just before I was sitting mm -hmm. in the kitchen or whatever. I said to quickly kick off a timer. I could do that, but I mean, it was even then. I would normally say, "Hey, SIRI," and um, yeah. you know, because you know, there's normally a voice assistant nearby that can finally twenty five thousand years later do more than one timer at a time. But anyway, um, yeah, it was often that. You, you'd have to just you just open your phone anyway. You just like, open your phone. You're just like, okay, whatever. It's, it's going to be back faster. The, <laughs> this is big enough now. There are genuine cases where opening the phone is not necessary. I can do things from this outer screen. Um, the notifications are large enough. I can read the message. I can see most, if not all, of the email. I can interact with them. I can hit a keyboard, for heaven's sake, and actually tap out quick replies. Um but now we're going to hit that ish real hard mm -hmm. because what I found is while tapping out that reply, which I did several times just out of the necessity of getting to know the device, every time I kept running into the device is already in my hand. I've already picked it up. What am I doing? I don't have the extra 2.63 seconds to open the phone mm -hmm. and do it from the full size display and experience from inside the phone. So it, I really continue to think. In the majority, there are there are things like especially like quick replies or like mm, yeah. one tap things where that outside screen is very very useful. But if I if I'm doing more than about five taps to do what I want to do, 
I might as well open the display. Like really, if it's not swipe to message, I want to do a quick reply because I just want to say no problem exclamation point and just tap that quick reply and have it go out. That's fine. That's quick. That's easy. I'm good with it. The minute I need to tap more than four or five times to do what I'm doing, open the dang phone. It's more efficient and it's, to open it. It's, yeah. it's just more efficient. And um, that's what I was wondering with the five because like you said, with that keyboard up there, it's like if you... you they don't want you to open the phone anymore. <laughs> like, you, you could you could use now by default the vast majority of apps are truly widgets on that home screen. Mm-hmm. But if you are a monster with and to borrow a Steve Jobs reference, if you have whittled your fingers down to little like points to use as styluses, um, you could actually go into settings and make the vast majority at least a lot of apps run in their full experience from oh, the cover screen that's, that's as cool the setting. full app. No, it's not. Um, <laughs> it's, it's it's cool if you want to have a bad time. Yeah, if they like, it's just, slow and <laughs> it's not even slow. It's the same horsepower. It's that it's still a small display. It's mm. a, it's a it's it seems massive when you're looking at the outside of your phone, thinking, "Wow, remember when this was a postage stamp?" Mm-hmm. But you suddenly realize how not massive it is when you try to do anything meaningful. It would be so inch for inch. It's obviously a very different aspect ratio, but it would oh, be yeah. like going and picking up an iPhone 3G and trying to do the work that we do from a smartphone today on a 3.5 inch iPhone 3G. Mm-hmm. Right. You'd have a bad time. So again, setting horsepower aside for a second, say right. you could run an A15 Bionic processor on a three and a half inch display on an iPhone 3G, you you still wouldn't have a good time. And that that that's this, like the horsepower is sitting right there behind it. It's the same processor, same RAM, very good display, all things considered for what right. it is. It th- Between the aspect ratio and just the raw size, it's not ideal for anything more than four or five taps. It, 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 it's just yeah. not. Um, but I will say the widgets themselves, they have made also much more rich, much more meaningfully useful. The weather widget, awesome the calendar is great timers you can set and run multiple again it's we're in the future like it's just like (laughs) it's just it that i still think about i very intentionally think about the outside display on this device and another one we're going to talk about in a minute for very similar reasons as a consumption layer it is not an interaction layer the interactions i do with it are to consume something like if I'm if I'm inter- it's to swipe over, it's maybe to tap on a message to explode it out and then see more of that message. Like I just I do not see the utility in interacting beyond that with the outer display when the inner display is a wrist. I'm being facetious here, but a wrist flick away. Please do not wrist flick your Z fold. It will fly your Z flip. It will fly across the room yes, one time. Like it just that that's just you are not Captain Kirk. Stop it. No matter how much I try to be with my little wrist flick in my phone, several times I've been happy for the case that I put on this phone because you just flying. you just can't. It 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 does. The, the inertia catches up with it very quickly. Um, but that does transition really well into Cody. I'd be really curious. Um, I know we'll we'll see each other at a convention here in a couple of weeks. Um, I'll be bringing this phone. If you have your Flip Four, I, I haven't sent my Flip Four back yet, so I actually got mm-hmm. to do a side by side. We talked about the hinge back when we covered yes. the review event. Yeah. Um, I will say, and again, bad medium. It is it is flat. It is it is truly and honestly, earnestly flat. When yeah, it that closes. is nice. There, there's an imperceptible gap there for the most part. Um, which is which is great and all the gap never really bought the teardrop gap never really bothered me on the Z Flip Four because it already wasn't as pronounced as the Z Fold Four was. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, going back to your phone, chances are that gap it played a role in whatever got in yeah, behind your I screen and broke so. it. Mm-hmm. So it's it's I'm not downplaying the importance of closing that gap, pun intended. Like it's it's very important. But the other thing is, if you're holding both phones, like working the action on the hinge you can tell they have not only simplified the hinge from a we've gotten it closer perspective, it is genuinely easier to open and close. There is less friction, less force like in this hinge. It is just, it's smoother. Like this action I'm doing, again, you can't see me, but closing the phone with my thumb is a Mm -hmm. learned muscle memory I got from the flip four, but it was a challenge to do because of the, 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 like the resistance from the hinge. Yeah, definitely. Without even even thinking about it, I can now close the phone with my thumb and not feel like I'm going to lose control of it and throw the phone across the room. So they've really made some meaningful improvements just because it's not so less resistant that 
it feels flimsy. Like when it's open, it feels open. Like the display is not like, you know, floppy around in my hand. It's just when I flip it closed, I can actually close the freaking phone. Mm. Now, what I reserve the right to do is come back in six months and say whatever they did to lessen the resistance in the phone <laughs> wears out more quickly. And now my screen is flopping around in the wind. I can't speak to that because I will say as nice as it is, it does also feel like when you opened up that flip four with a crowbar sometimes, I will say when it locked open, it felt solid. Mm -hmm. And this does too when you get it open, but it's almost, I'm so used to that resistance. My first reaction is what's wrong with my phone? Like, yeah, is, like the oh, is, is the hinge broken? Mm -hmm. So we'll see. It's, it's just another foldables across the board remain so hard in that we'll see yeah. moment yeah, where there's not enough new. track record. Yep, it's like yeah. they made a tweak. Two days out of the box, feels great mm -hmm. two months out of the box six months. i mean you're spending a, a chances are a value with a comma in it for these devices you're most people not me are going to be looking for these devices to last much more than six eight twelve months oh yeah no matter how much samsung wants you to upgrade every year a lot of people are buying these and hoping to get multiple years out of them mm -hmm. i can't speak to how this is going to hold up in that regard we'll see and I don't like saying we'll see when we talk about devices that people are spending <laughs> hard-earned money oh, on. Yeah. That's where we are throughout foldables is we'll see. And here's the question from the guy who's never owned a foldable that everyone will ask. How's the crease? Identical. Okay. Um, no, the, 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 the same tiny which, little one you can kind of see. Yeah. Well, and I will call that even in and of itself kind of a win. A lot of people knocked it. like, well, they improved the hinge. We're really hoping to see a dramatic improvement in the crease. I look at it as they improved the hinge, they got that gap closer and didn't mm. make the crease any worse. Because right. really, if you think about it, the act of folding is what makes that crease in the first place. I, I haven't it's done the measurement now. Yeah, right. With the amount that they close that gap, that foldable glass is being folded at a much tighter angle. It would have to be. So the fact they were able to do that and not make the crease worse or more pronounced, at least initially for me, yeah. I call that a win personally. I, I want to see the crease diminish and go away for sure. But step one was very much get that teardrop gap out of there. And now for they've sure. done that. Yeah. So yeah. Nice. Um, so the hope is that's going to continue to improve. It's still there. And as Cody said, once you start using it for a while, um, it's not quite as it doesn't disappear quite as much as when the notch came to the iPhone and everyone's mm -hmm. like, oh my God, my eyeballs are going to explode. There's a notch. It went away in like five minutes. Like your brain just deleted it and you moved on. Mm -hmm. This is still there because especially when you're swiping on your phone, even in even in lighting environments where you can't, if you're looking at the screen dead on and a lot of like, especially like in your home with more like warm, more yellow lighting, if you're looking straight at the screen, there's many times you truly don't see it mm -hmm. unless you totally. let your eyes focus and look for it. Yeah. But if you're, it's a touch screen. When you're swiping, there's no not feeling it. You know what I mean? Like right. there's no, yeah, your brain's not going to delete the speed, the inverted speed bump in the middle of your screen. Like that's right. just, that's not going away until it goes away. And it hasn't yet. Um, and I, I would imagine we're a long way away from it going away, but they can make it better. They can improve yeah. it. And I do believe from a roadmap perspective, I don't know this. This is my supposition. Now that they've effectively solved for the separation gap, the focus will now move on to continuing to improve the reliability of that gap and getting the crease down. I, I, I do think that just, that just seems logical. The other one is this and the other device we're going to talk about in the foldable space, it is now water resistant or it continues to be water resistant. Mm -hmm. It is, it is still in no way dust resistant. That's the other thing they've got to get to. Because yeah, that's what that that, again, going back to what broke your phone, more than likely the gap and the fact that gap my pocket or somewhere something yeah. getting behind the glass and breaking it. Mm -hmm. So that dust resistance, I don't mean taking it to the beach and chucking it in the sand. Exactly. What you said, Cody, the ability to stand up on the day to day to the dirt, lint and other things that live in our pockets and our bags and other places where these devices are logically going to live for hours and hours at a time. Mm -hmm. So that remains their Achilles heel is that, that that lack of a dust resistance rating solving for that for me orders of magnitude more important than the, than the crease really because right. the crease while I, I notice it frequently it does not for me at least hinder my ability to use the device the utility of the device still outweighs the crease as long as my screen doesn't crack. Right. So, right. <laughs> right. So getting down to solving for that dust resistance is the, the big one. It's the big one. Yeah. 
No, across the board, the, the, the device is otherwise, going back to the irony, I said, you know, once you're a few taps in, open the device. Once you open it, you're back to Z Flip 4 for the most part. Yeah. It's, it's, it's relatively unchanged on the inside. The screen is much the same. The processor has gotten some upgrade. Again, we talked about a lot of that in the unpacked events. We're not going to dissect like the device itself at that level. It's a good, modern, fast Samsung device. It runs a little bit cooler. Battery seems fine. It was never amazing. So I'm not like, you know, oh my God, they added a day to the battery. Nope. It so might it have been like an hour. Panel and stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. All, all the Samsunginess is still there. Yeah. The button layout is more or less the same. Um, you know, cameras are fine. I'm not whipping out <laughs> of take pictures. I'm just not. Again, everyone knows I'm a dual wielder. If I'm taking pictures, my iPhone's coming out. Yeah. Don't email me. It's mm-hmm. a decision that I made. It's again, it's the ecosystem that I'm in on for my photos. And more often than not, hardware notwithstanding, I continue to prefer what Apple does. It's all, it's all software anymore. Right, yeah. And I prefer mm-hmm. on average what Apple does with photos and software than what, than the choices, because they are their choices that Samsung makes with their photo processing. It, it, it's just where I live. It's where my brain lives. Yeah. Sometimes so. I'll take a picture and I'm like, yeah, this is, this looks pretty good. This looks good. But I, I, with my iPhone, I never, I was always like, yeah, this is a good picture. I, yeah, yeah, I don't know. That, yeah. that, oh my God, I'm so inviting the emails. Uh, but, but you're <laughs> right. I have, I go through the same, whether it's justified or not, mm-hmm. I find myself being pleasantly surprised when I get that great photo from a Samsung device versus yes. I find myself being aggressively irritated when I don't get the photo that I wanted from my iPhone. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dang, this thing is supposed to just take the picture. Why is it? <laughs> Ante- anticipate my needs, robot. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, no. Um, so again, flip five. These are not in-depth reviews. These are days hands-on. But I, on the whole, this flip five is a superior device to the flip four that it replaced. It's not revolutionary. That that outer screen is huge. It just is. But I'm still using it to, to basically make the same decision. Do I want to stop what I'm doing, pick up and open the phone? And I was already doing that with the smaller display. Right. So like that, that decision process is unchanged other than I can consume more information before I make that choice to then open the phone and use it like the, the full phone that it is. Right. So um, the other big thing, starting price $9.99. So it's already for what it is. I hate yeah. to say it, a value. Mm-hmm. Like anything that starts without that comma anymore in the smartphone space is a value, shockingly. But even beyond that, um, same thing. If you, I am not campaigning. If you ever, if you're a Flip Four owner and you're happy with your phone, this isn't necessarily an upgrade. Other than in the foldable space upgrading, taking those upgrade opportunities more frequently might be more to your benefit because you're you're restarting the clock on wear and tear. So right. however many times, Cody, yours notwithstanding, because yours yes. just got replaced. But, right, but like with my Flip 4 that I've had for almost a year to the day, I'm resetting the clock on how many times is that glass folded? How many times has the, the hinge mechanism worked? How much dust has just made it in there that I don't know about that hasn't made its way to the screen yet? Right. This brand new one could break tomorrow. That That's not, but but I am on paper by the math resetting the clock on that wear and tear factor and i did it for 99 dollars. that yeah, that's the that big takeaway i sent them my year old phone in very good nick they sent me a new one and it cost me 99 dollars out of pocket that's insane so when you look at it from that perspective where if you can if it, to basically spend a hundred dollars a year and if you remember from the episode last year i believe i sent back a pixel something yeah to, to, so i didn't pay full price for the flip four in the first place. So I'm maybe four or $500 out of pocket so far into the flip. And, and I've had two brand new flip phone, flip grade phones in the last year and a half. So if you're really willing to put in the effort to keep up with that, with that trade in cycle, you're out of pocket will be consistent. You're going to be spending money of some kind every year, but over the years in Samsung's case, at least, unless they reverse course, which they might have to. Again, their their balance sheet, not looking the best. Maybe this plan isn't working how they envisioned it. I don't know what their longer-term strategy is. Um, but in the here and now, I have continued. I, I can absolutely say I have saved money compared to shelling out sticker for either of these devices by leveraging those trade-ins. Again. Yeah, I mean, aggressive was, trade-ins. I mean, that's, right. yeah. yeah, that's insane. That's like, please take our device. <laughs> Pre- pretty much. And that, that continues to be the through line. So... Um, so moving on up. So from the flip five, we've got the fold five. 
Um, some have called it a candy bar. Some have called it a 1998 TV remote because um, <laughs> it is an odd shape. We're just going to get right out of the gate because we're just like with the flip. We're going to start with the phone closed and work to it being open. Um, you could set this phone down on a table next to the one it replaced even more so than the foot, at least a foot four and a foot five next to each other. And they're closed. You look at that display and you know, the outer display, you know, know which, which one is which. which. Yeah. yeah. You set this foot, this fold five down next to a fold four. If you don't look for the hinge gap, you will be hard pressed to tell these phones apart. This is by far the most iterative upgrade I've seen in a very long time, but that doesn't mean it wasn't meaningful. And we'll talk a little bit why, um, the obvious ones, um, get it what we because we already talked about it getting that um gap down mm-hmm. a lot because this phone is so much bigger it's much more pronounced that that gap is gone sitting oh, next yeah, to the last one, i mean yeah. i can see it in your hand there i mean i know no one can who's listening but it looks yeah. sharp i mean you can tell yes but you could see that from a mile away on yeah. the old phone that giant yes. app and it's just mm-hmm. it's it, completely gone it, it stood out like a sore thumb. Yes, this is completely flat. Or, I mean, I haven't gotten it. I'm sure if you measure down, there is some teardrop yeah. there, but it's so imp- it is imperceptible to the glance in the human eye. Um, that is from how it sits in your hand. That makes a big difference. From how it fits in your pocket makes a difference. From how it sits flat on a table makes a difference. It's, it's really, really great. Um, visually speaking, though, that's where the changes start to break down really, real quick. They, make, they made a few changes to the camera bump. Because again, if you change the shape and the color once a year, people keep buying it. I mean, that, that's yeah. why they do these things, right? Oh, um, yeah. There's a few new color options. Screens are relatively unchanged. But, uh, like this is so much the device that replaced it. If you have a fold five, fold four, it might be worthwhile to consider just holding on to it, unless you're concerned about the wear and tear you've done on it, or that gap really, really bothers you. Um, this is the definition of an iterative upgrade. Outside of that, it's got the Gen two processor, runs a little bit cooler improvements as a result of battery life they're marginal but allegedly they're there but if you have been holding off on getting because you'll remember i've used plenty of fold fours i never had one this is my first personal fold mm-hmm. um i was holding off this because i really I, I wanted that that gap to go away i yeah. really really did like i wanted that gone and that that's what really um what this device delivered on i'm really happy about that um this sounds silly, but also Samsung made some tangible improvements to the ca- the first party case that you can get for it. Mm-hmm. So this is the S Pen case that comes for the phone. Um, the phone is S Pen compatible; doesn't come with one. Unlike like the S like the S twenty three Ultra, for example, how it comes with a pen now, like the Note yeah. did. This does not. But if you buy the S Pen case, it comes with the S Pen, mm-hmm. and that case has a storage slot in the back of it. That's relatively flat, does not massively change. Yeah, really, the, that's the actually not pretty impressive. Not bad with the camera bump, it like kind of. Yep, and you push out. a little release, and and the pen pops out. I mean, it's really a nice utility. It's nice to have there. It's actually a, if you twist the phone ninety degrees, that the slight bump of where the pen goes in is a really nice ridge. Like rest your fingers on when you're holding the phone, like mm. book style. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, it's just it's smart C- compared to the case of this type that came out for the Fold Four. The bump is so dramatically different. Like that one was almost like a kickstand. Like I'm being, right. I'm exaggerating, but it really did hold it up at an angle. This this does put it on a table off angle, but not so much it matters. Like it yeah. really, really doesn't. So the pen came with the case. That's actually. Yep. $99. Yeah. Um, so it's, for a case, it's not cheap, but it's not the most expensive case right. I've seen either. Right. It's a really good case. It's got a, it's got a really, really nice finish and it comes with the pen slotted right there in the back. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I thought, I thought it was great. It was, a, I will say, I should have said back both of these phones, not case optional. Like I am a crazy person that runs no case on some devices. Um, and this is actually not even so much about their durability. It's the material science itself. These are difficult devices to hold mm-hmm. without a case. For sure, they really because are. The, because the materials, they're glass and metal. They feel Slippery, yeah. great in the hand. Both colorwares that I got, I, I chose a couple Samsung specific, like you have to get them through the Samsung store, colorwares that um, unlike the ones you can say walk into a Best Buy and get, they have a matte finish to them, which is, it's beautiful. And it's really, really nice to hold, but it's not enough. Like it's matte finish in that it feels even it's not sandpapery grippy, you know what I mean? Like it's just, it's got a little bit of that like etched glass feel to it compared to polish finish. 
it's still impossible. If you have any amount of sweat on your hands, if you've washed your hands in the last four days, I mean, anything, this phone, <laughs> for devices that are made to be moved around in your hand because they open and close, you are you are on the clock for this thing to turn into a Frisbee. So yeah, if I use mine for like a few minutes, like without a case, like it gets like, it'll slip right out of my hand. Very out of hands. Absolutely. Yep. Which, which does suck because they, are, they, they, it feels great. The materials are premium. They feel great. And it, you know, people have used it to describe a lot of Apple devices, but I'll happily use it here. It feels jewelry finish quality. Like right. they, 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 they feel tight and well finished. Um, but it's just, I would not recommend anyone use them on the day to day that way. And it actually just, even just holding the fold, for example, with the bigger device, I felt my hands like getting fatigued using on the couch for very long because I was constantly having to adjust my grip to maintain a hold versus mm -hmm. with the case on it. I can much more loosely hold on to it again, more like a book or a Kindle because yeah. it's just the, the, the rubberized texture and the added bump of it. Exactly. It's just, it's, it adds a little bit of weight and bulk, but it's actually, less stressful to hold, I guess, is the best way to put it. So put some cases on it. There's some great options. Yeah. Um, the Samsung ones are not cheap, but the, especially for the Fold 5, theirs is very, very good. I have an off-brand one from Amazon for the Flip 5 because it, I, I actually bought this one. for. I used the Samsung first-party case in the Flip 4 for a while. Mm. It got a bit of an odd, tacky finish to it after a while. I didn't love the feel after a few months. I got, I just, I was, it was a panic buy. I bought a brand I'd never heard of off of Amazon, but I liked it. It was a little bit lower profile. Is Loved it. Like, I, is it like five to eight characters that make no sense? Is it one of yes, those Yes, absolutely. Big fan of how long, uh huh? But yeah, exactly. um, anyway, uh, but I happened to check, and that same company had made the same case for the new phone just with a different cutout. So, ordered it. It was actually here before the phone was. Same great finish. We'll see how it yeah. holds up. But, you know, it was $20 compared to 60 and the right. one for, and the, and as, as I said, I wanted the S Pen one because I wanted as much for the pen as anything else. And as you guys know, a, a pen for a smart device can be upwards of $100 by itself yeah. sometimes. So, and full disclosure, Best Buy open box. Someone bought it and returned it the same day, apparently. So I actually got it for $79. So yay oh, me. Nice. I'll always watch those open Winning. box sales. Yeah. Top tip. So, <laughs> um, but I mean, there's not much more to say about the Fold 5. If you've ever held or used a Fold 4 or anything before, Samsung continues to iterate. This is There are tangible differences. There are even meaningful differences between these couple devices and the ones they replace, but they are not revolutionary or evolute in any way, shape, or form. And the question I keep coming back to as the competition very slowly but steadily heats up is how long? Like Samsung has a lead. Yeah. Still, like with these devices, their lead remains. Yeah. Compared to the Razer, compared to the Pixel, compared to the you know, like there's there are other options out there. These remain better in almost every measurable way, but the gap closes. I mean, first of all, the gap closed the day there just was competition. Right. Mm -hmm. Because they were the right? only I mean, player for a while, that, yeah. That was it, especially here in America. Like once in in the US, once that pixel fold dropped. The, the gap existed, didn't close. The gap finally existed. Yeah. And that was it. But now, you know, is Google going to double down and iterate at the speed that they should? That's always a question mark with Google. You know, yeah. is it going to be their focus long enough to close that gap in a meaningful yeah, way quickly Google's enough? Problem. <laughs> that's Google's MO. And, that, that's, and yeah. again, we'll see. I don't know. You know, yeah. Dieter Bone won't answer my calls. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Um, depends, I, I, I don't know. How much, it depends on how much money they make. If it makes, if it's just whatever line they've drawn in the sand, if they make a dollar more than that, they'll keep pushing forward with it. But the minute it doesn't I, meet I don't whatever, have a reason to know this, but I have to imagine it's actually, have they lost sufficiently little money? Right. I, yeah. I can't believe they're making money on Pixel. That's just, yeah. you know, may, maybe Probably they not. are. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it paid for the soda run yesterday. I don't know. But right. it's just, I don't, I don't see enough. I don't hear enough. I don't, I, I just, I would have a hard time believing. I know why Pixel exists, but every year it's the same story. This is the year we treat Pixel like a business. Okay. If that's the case, close the doors. Yeah. <laughs> like not, to, not to leave Samsung and hard pivot into Google for a second. But if you want to run it like a business, make it profitable. And you're Google. You can do that. Yeah. Go get the right talent. Go pay attention to your to your core goal for more than eight minutes, and then stick to that goal until you accomplish it. 
right? Like, that's just that. And yeah, that's the, don't the launch an extra focus. Don't launch it alongside a new messaging app. Don't, <laughs> you know, I just, just make a great phone. Hello. Yeah. Make a great phone. Make sure people know it exists and then do it well and then yeah. keep at it and actually make a better one next year and a better one the year after that. Mm-hmm. So I'm pivoting it right back into Samsung. Keep closing that gap because yeah. right now Samsung's coasting in part because we've talked about some of the past episode. It's the safe and maybe even the smart play right now. When you have that lead, you can't do it forever, but it is smart to don't take your foot all the way off the gas, but maybe don't burn all of it wantonly right. at the same time either. Mm-hmm. Refine the product, make it stronger, make it more resilient, refine your processes to become more profitable. You know, do those things that are just smart business and smart development. But going back to you, there's a clock. You can't do it forever. So the question that keeps coming back for me is how much longer? Is there a few more cycles of this where we just get, you know, hinge changes and some colorware options and uh, maybe they up, they bump the screen brightness up. You know, that was the other thing on the, on the fold, by the way, screen brightness is incredible. Well-documented John hates his eyeballs. Apparently (laughs) I love the screen bright. It is vibrant. It's colorful. I can use it outside. It it, it really is. I didn't mean to mention that. It's it's a really great 1750 nits peak brightness. That's, that's that's a lot, especially outdoors. That's, I took it to a uh, site survey a couple days ago. Um, part of it happened to be outside. I was taking notes with a little less and just, it was great. Um, it did a really good job. That's cool. Um, but for how many more cycles can they keep that up before? Okay. We actually do have to do like the next thing. And I'm hoping what the next thing is, is a form factor shakeup because I, w- I would be remiss for not mentioning the main thing about the fold five that I don't like, which is the outside screens form factor. And this is pretty universal. I haven't read a single review that didn't feel this way. Um, the phone's very easy to hold in one hand because it is narrow and long, but it's very difficult then to use. So if it's, so going back to how you intend to use the phone, I will say if your needs for the outer display is primarily as a consumption device, Mm -hmm. which is not nearly as mandatory in this case, because at the end of the day, it's a full size screen. You can tap away messages. You can answer emails. You can, I don't know why you would ever do this, but you could use this phone and never open it. And mm-hmm. it's a full, it's a quote unquote full size phone. It's just a very, very narrow aspect ratio vertically. So typing feels very cramped. Browsing the web feels crazy cramped. Reading mm-hmm. vertically or horizontally, because vertically it feels very narrow. You flip it to the side 90 degrees and it feels too short. You're reading it three lines at a time. Oh, it's I a very turn my flip sideways. No, never. It is. It is an odd aspect yeah, ratio. It's really tall. Um, that is immediately again, if you're if your intent is to see notification, maybe read notification, open fold. Okay, it's fine. I mean, really, that's not a reason not to get the phone. But if you actually do intend to use the outer display as a phone fully when you don't have it open it's it's go find one and pick it up and use it in the store or find a buddy and use theirs for a minute it's it is meaningfully enough if you're especially if you're coming from an s22 or 23 ultra which is a proper full-size phone or maybe maybe think about jumping ship from ios and coming from a full-sized iphone it is immediately going to feel strange it is a strange aspect ratio i don't know another way to yeah, describe it, it i mean you on that outer it, just you holding it up the minute you yeah, look at tall. it you can see that it's it's yeah. odd yeah, it's yeah. just, it's again, was, in the hand, it's comfortable to mm-hmm. hold because my hand's not stretched out 80 miles. But then you want to start using it, it's just, yeah. Everything's cramped in there. Yeah, Sorry, I have an iPad mini, and I was like, okay, maybe I'll get a fold, and I'll, like you said, I'll mostly use it closed, like a normal phone. And then, like, oh, if I want like that more iPad mini experience that I normally use, I could open yep. it, and it would be, but it's kind of forcing the device to do two things. Uh, yeah. It, yeah. I will tell you, so I, because I'm me, I got this device though, Cody, for exactly what you just described. I will rarely if ever use it as a phone. It's, mm. My iPhone is my phone. I mean, I, I even have a, I have a second SIM card. I keep in these phones all the time. I don't make calls with them. Yeah. The only text messages right. I get are the occasional 2FA codes that happen to still <laughs> go to that phone number. Yeah, just seriously. Pretty much. Um, yeah, I, it's, a, it's a data SIM card at the end mm. of the day. Yeah. I got this Fold 5 because... Um, it's something that I can bring with me certain places where if I'm just going to a place to relax or again, consume content, read whatever. And I don't feel like toting around a tablet. Mm -hmm. It's really nice to pull out that device, open it up and be able to consume something on a much larger display 
and then put it away and not have carried an extra bag with me or right. walk in with some big tablet and a case and all this whatnot. Like the the size of the display when you open up is meaningfully large enough. Reading on it is awesome. I don't mean a yeah. book, but I mean right. reading articles, browsing the web, Reddit, what have you. Like it is a it is a I keep using this example. It is a great consumption device. It really, really is. Samsung wants you to use like a freaking laptop. They really do. Like it's there. Like so folded, in, folded like 45 degree angle. Oh, like you can do that. Part. I just mean productivity wise. Like oh, you can okay. do multi window. You can drag stuff around. I mean, it is for everything that you can't do on an iPad. I will say there are many, a way, plenty of ways to do it on this device meaningfully. That's cool. So Again, it's still the display is only as big as it is, and that, that does become a limiting factor eventually. But if you want to try, you can. There are very few limiters on what you can try on this device, which I think is pretty cool. So, um, which pivots us real quick into the device that is the largest and I have the least to say about, which is <laughs> hold it up. Sorry, let me, there we let go. Me, yep. let, let, yep. I, I want to see I that. Can't. Okay, there it is. <laughs> that is <it's> um, huge. <laughs> yeah. It holy. is the 14.3, I think, 14, 14 and change inch Samsung Galaxy Tab 9 Ultra. Um, Jeez. It is identical in almost every way to my Galaxy Tab 8 Ultra. Um, no, in so much as, and we're going to get into a really big frustration I have, um, cases should be interchangeable. They are that similar. Form factor unchanged, size unchanged, materials unchanged. The screen is brighter. Love that. Again, huge peak brightness. Think it's great. They did add some water resistance here, which I think is awesome. You know, I'm mean, using yeah. environments where I get splashed. That that's please don't dunk it in the bathtub, but it can get splashed, it can get splished. That that that's great. Um, updated processor, a little bit faster. I mean, it's it is a amazing device if you have an s8 ultra don't or tab 8 ultra don't just just please this is this is the one the trade-in's not even worth it like and it's a great and it's a great trade-in i, I forgot about the fold i didn't even have a, a samsung device to send in i sent in a pixel device it still knocks 700 hours off the price yeah, yeah that's, that's crazy. crazy so you know again rock that trade-in game from the fold get the price down it's an, it's an 1800 dollars phone it's very expensive Please grab a dusty phone out of the out of the out of the drawer for a Samsung. We'll give you a meaningful amount of money for it. Um, tab Nine Ultra um, did the same thing. Sent in a Tab Eight. They sent me a Tab Nine. Knocked a huge amount. Knocked well over half off the price. So I got it for. I got a giant tablet for the cost of an iPad Mini. So let's 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 right. just not ignore that fact. Yeah. But that said, if you got a Tab Eight Ultra, just keep it a year. Seriously, um, they are so imperceptibly different. Um, I did it because this is what I do and I do I've committed to keeping up on that upgrade cycle because it does maximize those trade in values so I am spending the minimum year to year but I'm also spending every year so I realize it's very much right. a double edged sword but if you're not me and you're happy with your like it, and, and not even just the big one if you went for the little one the medium size I will say if you're coming I should back walk that back a little bit the main reason I got the giant tab eight last year was because it was the only a, I just thought I was infatuated with getting a TV size tablet because yeah. that's just fun <laughs> I just think that's fun and hilarious but also it was the only way to get the best display Samsung's got an amazing display on this device yeah I, I everyone knows I, I'm an I'm an I the big iPad pro carrier on the daily for work and this this device is safely easily completely toe for toe if not a step ahead it is one of if not the best displays i've ever used it's wow. awesome um okay. the only way to get that display last year was on the big one they've now brought it to both of the other sizes of the tab nine line so if you're more of a reasonable human being and got a normal sized tablet last year or a couple years ago that would be would be worthwhile looking into upgrade options this year because you can get such a better display in the small and medium size form factors um but if you already have the big one keep it a year really yeah um just it's it's such a non-meaningful upgrade in all those other ways because it was already fast the screen was already amazing if you're not using this thing at the beach and who are you the water <laughs> resistance is not all that important like take it to a concert the, use that camera 
There you yeah, go. Right. Be that Perfect. guy. Just r- granddad status. Just hold up that camera. tablet. You know, <laughs> like you're holding up a boom box in the eighties. Yeah. But anyway, um, no, do you walk with I, it on your shoulder like that. I do actually <laughs> with the speakers nice. pointed yeah. right in my ear there. I've got Perfect. an app that just, that shows an Ankyo just right. Anyway. Um, yeah. Perfect. Yeah, there you go. Um, no, here my biggest frustration. This is just this is nothing unique to Samsung. Apple does it. Everyone, but it's so frustrating when they do. Um, they changed up the case lineup this year. So the case that you could get as a pack in that I did want to try and I did order. So it was a ninety nine dollar pack in. Was more of like it was more of the tent style folding case that had a keyboard. And it reminded me mm-hmm. a lot of the older iPad cases before they had a trackpad. Mm-hmm. Like okay, it could be interesting. Yeah. Tried it. It's not great. I might even send it back, even for the ninety nine bucks. It just it didn't wow me. I'm like okay, on paper these devices are identical size. I should have no problem using. I've talked about on the show before. The case I had for my Tab Eight Ultra remains the best tablet case I've ever owned because it does exactly what I want. The keyboard attaches Surface style to the bottom, so the keyboard is separately removable when I don't want it. And the back case attaches magnetically and has a kickstand. So my device is protected from the back, has mm-hmm. a storage slot for the S Pen and a kickstand, and I can leave the keyboard behind if I don't want it. Every single person that makes a tablet should be making that case. Mm-hmm. P- period. The best. Because there's the, my biggest gripe with the, key, the with the best keyboard case for the iPad is the keyboard is attached. You cannot leave the keyboard behind. And I still think an adjustable kickstand is the ultimate way to adjust on a tablet because you can adjust the screen angle based on what you're using it for. And Just, what the lighting no is. One will, yeah. yeah. No one will ever convince me. Microsoft nailed it with putting the kickstand on the surface. But the yeah. problem is your device is still exposed from the back. So it gets scratched to heck and back. Mm-hmm. I love that this protects the back of the device and gives you the kickstand and gives you a, a place to store your S Pen. It's awesome. I love that case. Went to throw it on there. They changed the camera bump. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, it doesn't fit. So do Guys, the cameras are barely? basically unchanged, but they changed the freaking camera bump. And it will... I, I've, I've literally... Because I can't... It's, I've had it for a year. I've, I am literally tempted to take an X-Acto knife to the thing yeah, true, and yeah. see if I can cut a hole for it because I like the case so much and I refuse. And this is me. It's, it's shameful the money I burn on this stuff. I refuse to spend 350 because I also remember got that case with the with the tab eight as more or less a pack in. I paid very little for it. In fact, I think I got it nearly for free. The only reason I got it, it was a $350 case. No, I refuse to go give them 350 extra dollars because the case I have won't fit because of a camera bump. That is shameful. Yeah. And again, this is not Samsung. They all do it. But every single time one of them does it, I reserve the right to call them out. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that's that's ridiculous. Flip flip five, they triple the size of the screen. I Mm. get it. You got to buy a new case. It's I'm I'm there for it. It's fine. But to literally change the camera bump. And I get that if they they change the optics package and the camera is literally a different shape, that's fine. But the last time I checked... You could just make the cutout on the case a sufficient size that would allow for many different shapes and sizes of camera bump. Yep. You could do this. I, I know we, we've solved much bigger <laughs> problems than this. That is, yeah. <laughs> that is that is predatory. Mm-hmm. That yeah, is, I mean, we I'm are thinking, going to tax you $350 for buying our new device. Yeah, I'm yep. thinking about moment the the they make third-party lenses for phones. They make a case and their case has a large cutout in it. And then you can actually get different inserts, yep, inserts. that clip yep. in. So your your case can go, like if they don't change the size of the phone, you can use the same phone case and then just get the different clip in for the different camera arrangement. Yep. So, I mean, they could do something like that for sure. It's not hard to do. Just make that no, little it, it is It is so sufficiently damaged the YouTube because I, re- I constantly used my Tab 8 Ultra like a laptop because it basically mm-hmm. was. It was actually a great laptop. If there were environments I just didn't want to take my you know $2,000 MacBook Pro into, I, I would grab it and just, it was it was great because I could rip the keyboard off and leave it behind. And just, like, there were so many ways I could use it. Love the S Pen interactions. Like it was great. I've lost a huge piece of that because of a camera bump. Yeah. And the, the cost to fix that is almost $400. No, it's yeah. just, and again, I'm yelling at Samsung right now. You've all done it. You know who you are. Be better. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. Be better. 
And don't tell me that your your predatory case practices are the reason your balance sheet is off. <laughs> right. Samsung, this is one where I will uh, circle, um, you know, circle you out. Stop making devices people don't want. There, I fixed your balance sheet. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, and we've seen them slowly walking this back over the years, but it's still out of control how many devices Samsung makes. Yeah, they mm-hmm. do have a lot. A lot. Yeah. Like, Even we've just the lower end phones that aren't like we, the flagships. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. We've spent an hour now talking about their flagships. Behind these four or five flagships are 50 iterations of every shape, size, and price point. And I get it. You make one that fits every need and budget. And that way, when someone walks in, if they've got exactly $11 to spend, dear God, they're going to have a device that they can spend exactly $11 on. Mm -hmm. But did you make any money? You moved product. Did you make any money? Yeah. After all the manufacturing costs to... to push yeah. out a hundred different form factors a year. I can't imagine they're making huge profits. So that's right. I'm sure they changed the camera bump on all of them and got to sell <laughs> yeah. a new round of cases as well. But anyway, tirade over breakneck run through these devices. We're going to spend so much more time with them. You'll hear us referring to them throughout the year until we get to do this again. I mean, I guess right. at least for another six months until we get the, um, the next unpacked event where they'll do the S 24 ultra and all that fun, fun nonsense. But, um, obviously, especially the foldables here, you know, my commitment will be holding onto these foldables until their replacements come out because I do want to continue to track what are these devices like to use a month in, six months in, yeah, a year that'll in. Be interesting what to does hear. that look like? Yeah, we should you know, definitely that. do a circle back episode to see. I, yeah. I, I'm very curious about the hinge, like you mentioned. Like, yeah. does it hold up over time after you've opened and closed it 10,000 yep. times? What does that look like? Because I will tell you here and now, it's more pleasant to use, but is the cost of that experience a, a lack of um, you know, durability. durability. Because yeah. I will say, I, I open and close my fold four, my, sorry, my flip four a lot. That hinges as rigid as the day I took it out of the box. And again, sometimes that's a hindrance because it's a little hard to open. Mm-hmm, but to its right. credit, it also didn't loosen up at all over the year either. It didn't, in a bad way, it didn't loosen up at all. It maintained that rigidity throughout. If this phone can maintain this specific level of rigidity where it's so much easier to open and close but not get floppy, floppy. through the year, yeah, that that's an accomplishment. But Going back to our through line through all this, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Stay tuned. So, that's right. And uh, on that bombshell, I think we'll wrap it up here for this week with this mountain of Samsung boxes around me. Uh, anything you guys have to wrap us up? No, I want I want everybody out there to like and subscribe to us at least as much as there are iterations of Samsung phones. We will That's be it, the yeah. largest podcast on earth if that <laughs> happens. So I see what you did there, Sergeant. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, we will wrap it up and catch you next time. Later. Later. Later.